With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You're listening to the Renegade Blitz. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at Blitz Videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. That was different on Sunday. That was unexpected, and that was just... Uh, it felt like you were watching your heart being ripped out right in front of you. It's the Renegade Blitz. It's Tyler Polk. It's Brandon Walker. It's Chris Ward. Uh, man, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, we'll talk about the the press conference today, the decision of uh, how things are going to be different. But, Chris, you, you said in as we were coming in here, you felt like Goldberg – Coming out of the locker room, you're about to bring fireworks. You're about to touch uh, yeah. it down, take it in. So I'm just going to let you go. I'm going to mute my mic and you just let us hear it. Well, yeah, I was, you know, I was backstage and I just came to my thought. Like, I feel like Goldberg because I, there's so much, uh, you know, on my mind. And, so, you know, Steeler fans, you know, th- throughout the country have, you know, watched, watched that embarrassing performance on Sunday where, you know, they got out coached, outplayed, you know. Any any term you want to want to throw out there, that's that's what they got. As Brandon Walker likes to say, the the, the Texans dog walked the Steelers, <laughs> and I, that was something we like. The 49ers is one thing, but for the Steelers, I mean, I, I you know on this podcast on what I was tweeting, I mean, I, I thought the Steelers were going to win. Like the first time all year, I thought they were going to win. I thought they were going to have a field day against that Texans offensive line who had four starters out, and uh, you know T.J. Watt didn't even sniff uh, C.J. Stroud. You know the zero sacks. Um, you know, all, you know, we'll get to Matt Canada. I mean, that that's the, the elephant in the room, but, uh, you know, and Kenny Pickett too, but the defense just, you know, they, they got to put Joey Porter Jr. in there. I mean, they, they got to start him. Levi Wallace, you know, is not the answer. And Patrick Pearson's, you know, you know, he's seen better days, but, uh, I mean, I, I I'm just, you know, you, Ty, you mentioned Tomlin and everything with his credit. We'll get all to that, but I'm just going to say that, that performance on Sunday was was one of the worst. Considering it's the Texans, I know C.J. Stroud is a rookie. You know, he looks he looks like he's the truth and everything. But I mean, this is a Texans team. You know, coming into the season, like they had the second, what the second overall pick, or was the first? Second. Yeah, they had the second overall pick, and uh, everyone thought you know the, you know you look at that game on paper, the Steelers the Steelers should have won that, or you know you think they would have won that game, but. Uh, yeah, you know, Texans just uh, took it to him. D'Amico Ryan's, you know, outcoached Mike Tomlin. Uh, you know, no doubt about it. Oh, good. I, do, I, I guess I get. Mis, I guess it is my turn. Yeah, it's your oh. turn. I, you know, I, you know I'll, we'll, we'll get to all the the the, the media Bad type stuff. Performance all around, bro. We dog walked them. Me and Ty, the, to the point that we had to edit half the things that we said. And they were, we gave them a bad performance review at the end of last season. There's no reason 
that the Steelers should have this happening to them. And it's been happening quite more frequently the past few years. Performances like this. First, it was the Buffalo. No, first it was Cincinnati. Both those two Cincinnati games a couple years ago. Then the Chiefs twice. The Bills last year, 49ers opening day, and then and, and then uh, Sunday. It's just getting bad. They're like, I and I'm like, are, are they, I don't know what the former Steelers have been saying, but they, it's still going on. They're still talking about passing the Steeler way, and this ain't where he's supposed to be, and it isn't. This is this is unacceptable. I, I, I'm like Ty was asking the question before we got on. He said, "Is this a Tom special?" I'm like, "No, it's not even worth a Tom special." <laughs> this team has to be good. Yeah, right. That requires that component. And two, Thomas specials are usually blowouts. I mean, aren't usually blowouts. I don't know what to call this. I'm calling this the... I don't know. I don't know what to call it without... uh... See, I have done a good job through five weeks not cursing. (laughs) I'm trying to keep it that way. This is like one of those podcasts where you be like, eh, it'll be tough, but I'm going to do it. But... Go ahead. I just say this right now to quote a great uh, personificator of words and one time one hit wonder Joe Budden, but I'm going to add a little bit more to it. This game was a baker's dozen worth of butt. This was not what I expected from a Steelers team that at least there's one thing. It's one thing against teams that I guess you would consider that are learning and not good. The the Steelers have taken care of business, at least over the past few years. This is clearly not, this is not any sort of Steelers that we've really known over the course of our lifetime. Even whenever they were nine and seven, there was some things where you could say, well, if they clean it up, They'll, they were a playoff team with this. I don't see anything coming out of this that makes you go that that there is hope here. Because now it feels like with this Texans game, with, with four starters out, Kendrick Green, with all the P&V in the world, yes, he got hurt. He came into this game and he looked like a competent offensive lineman. Above everything. The one goal for the Steelers is all right. They basically said we're gonna chip we're gonna chip the outside linebackers. We're gonna double Watt when it comes down to it. And, and you expect this to be a big game with, with JJ being honored by the Texans. And look, that's not not against it. Sometimes your best guys have stinkers. And this is one of those games to forget for T.J. Watt. He has them every once in a while just to remind people that he's human. The fact that there was no interior pressure, there's no no interior play against a rookie quarterback. They they made C.J. Stroud look like he's going to be a problem in the future, and 
aside from the other Ohio State quarterback, he does look like he's going to be a problem in the future. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, this game has made from from what we were talking about last year with the Texans, in which I, I think I was more disparaging about who was running that organization than what was what that organization's plans were. Suddenly, that looks like an organization that in another year or so is going to be challenging Tennessee for that AFC South and Jacksonville as well. I think that's so, the challenge of right now. I think because the AFC South has so many questions, they could challenge it right now. I don't think it's going to end up. I still think that one of Tennessee or Jacksonville is going to win that division. But Houston's definitely going to make it interesting at points. But this was a categoric failure of offensive game planning. And really, in a way, his decision with practice, we'll talk about that later. Was the good was a good thing to do, but there's way more that I can understand he's being coy, but there's got to be something to hang their hats on with this offensively because this was not what was expected by any means. With with what this team showed the previous week, you're hoping that was a build on, and nothing got built. It, it felt like the foundation for what little framework it had the week before completely fell out. There were some positives, but it's very clear that there there needs to be systemic changes that has me questioning a head coach probably for the first time in my lifetime. Yeah. I, I want to get right, uh, you know, Matt Canada, uh, why Tomlin hasn't, I mean, he should have made the move at the end of last year, but um, no, There's no special instruction. Oh, you're still good. You're still good. Uh, okay, I, I heard. Uh, but um, you know, you know, why they didn't make the change last year is you know beyond me. But uh, this year, I just, I mean, like Warren Shout, short shot. He laid it out. Just don't fall. Echo. Oh, you're you're catching an echo for the first time. Oh, okay, yeah. Let me let me cut my mic. Okay. Uh, Warren Sharp, Sharp uh, of Sharp Football. You know, I, I'm not going to read the whole entire thing, but you know, in the first half of games this year, the Steelers ranked 29th in EPA expected points added, 28th in yards, and 25th in points scored. This is the stat that really gets it. An insane 58% of first half drives have gone three and out, worse than the NFL. The average is 34%. I mean. I mean, you could read this on online. I'm not going to go through it all, but I, I just don't understand. Like their scripted plays are just awful. Like the, I mean, like for the last three years or even more, the Steelers they always come out slow. You know, they they don't come out fast. And, and they and Matt Cannon actually said during the CBS broadcast, he told them that the two announcers saying that that the offense is not built to come from behind, which was, uh, you know, a jarring statement for the offense coordinator to say. I don't know, man. Let's get get to this Canada dry because I have my got it. <laughs> oh. You got some lemonade in that or no? There's just straight Canada dry, no lemonade, just straight ginger ale. But golly, I, I'm starting to question Tomlin right now. 
Because I believe this game is start is passing him by. Because what you did in two thousand and eight, you can't do in two thousand twenty three. Ain't that type of game no more. And I actually blame Tom more for this offense, having him execute this Canada execute this game plan more than uh Canada. I actually blame Tom for letting this go on. Then what for hiring him in the first place? He wasn't. He's not even a good college offensive. Coach. I wouldn't. I wouldn't even have him uh, be the offensive coordinator for the Dukes. <laughs> Seriously, like it's just how. And also, we shouldn't let that defense off the hook either. Yeah. The defense is not. The middle linebacker situation has not gotten better. If TJ Watt doesn't have like nine sacks, they are like you know strip sacks turnovers like they lose like it's been that way for the last you know five years it feels like or you no, know, like <laughs> never mind they just got one, the only thing they did was get get that uh, get some cancer out that locker room and out of that room ain't no nothing really changed it's like joey porter jr needs to play benton needs more snaps Cam needs to come back and come back quick because this ain't good. Yeah. This is yeah, a bad need, team. They need Deontay Johnson back too uh, to take out their you know, team for doubling uh, George Pickens. And on that interception that Steven Nelson, you know, former Steeler, that was the same play that they ran on the Calvin Austin touchdown against the Raiders. It was just flipped to the different side. Wow. So, uh, and Nelson said that he noticed that too. So, you know, you know Canada short fooled, fooled them there, I guess. <laughs> yeah, like – we're just expecting him to get fired at the end of the day. But what could you do right now? Right now. Yeah. I mean, like I said, like I, I would have done it last year. Then, like, but, like, you know, Adam Schefter said, you know, they're four weeks in. And, you know, it's hard to overall. They don't really have a guy in place, like, on their staff that's, like, done. I guess the quarterback coach, Mike uh-huh. Sullivan, maybe. But they don't really and have And he's not that good of an yeah. offensive coordinator. Yeah, so it's like they're they're really like like Adam Schefter said like they're stuck with Canada and it's just like it's just gonna continue, and you know they're gonna get rid of them at the end of the season obviously because the offense is like it's not gonna get any better really, um you know we we it, like they haven't had a four hundred yard game yet and during his career uh, like during his tenure since two thousand twenty one they're the only team in the NFL that's done that, I mean four hundred yards is like st- standard in today's NFL so. Not even 400, 350. 350 yeah. can, can, get you, can, can get you seven wins in that league, and they can't get that. There, there's a lot of things with this, and I'm, I'm starting to question. I'm like, didn't Mike Tomlin play wide receiver at William & Mary? Yeah. There, there's, not, there's not any bit of offensive bone. In, in his in anything for him to at least say this because I cannot you cannot look at that and go that at the very least I guess I know that I made my way as a defensive coordinator but you can't game plan at least something better than this you can't at least copy and paste off of some San Francisco headboard somewhere and say, at the very least, this is where we're going to have it. We're going to look at what they say. And if we get into this situation, this is what we're going to do. This is the play 
plays we're going to have slotted for this situation because you can't have a fourth and one in the shotgun, especially when you're when you're running back. As much maligned as we've had it with him, he was rolling. He was actually averaging five point one yards a carry. Yeah. And you can't and you can't just say that. All right, we got to play the hot hand, even as cliche as it is. But when an offense has been this historically bad, and it's not just under Canada. I, I've been pointing back. You could point back to this offense under Fickner. Mm. Under Fickner. Because a lot of the things they did, especially in that final year of him, they started moving into that that jet sweep stuff that once upon a time we were like, okay, this is an interesting wrinkle for the Steelers. It does something interesting. It, it gets people thinking. Now everybody knows what's happening. Now it's time for what's the next thing coming. There's nothing... There's nothing that keeps the defense honest anymore. Yeah, yeah. and Tomlin's uh, response during the press conference saying that they they uh, they were in shotgun on fourth and one was because of uh, Dan Ward Jr. was out and um, Pat Fryermuth. I don't understand that at all because you got Darnell Washington, who they said was their sixth offensive lineman. That's what he labeled him as. And, you know, you have Roderick Jones anyway. I mean – I, I just don't under like I don't know if he's covering for Matt Canada like that that response just is mind boggling to me I mean like you, you should have quarter quarterback sneak is dependent on the guards and the center pretty much to get a push they could have got that you know uh, one yard that way they could have gave it to like you mentioned Ty the hot hand to Najee Harris who was running well there or as Ben Roethlisberger mentioned they could have went a hard play action and uh, did what the Raiders did when they scored a touchdown um, against the Steelers in Week Three so I mean there was better options than the. You know, a shotgun where they they ran pretty deep routes too, when they only needed a one one yard. Uh, you know, I I know I've seen some uh, photos and clips out there where you know there was guys open and Pickett. Well, we should get on this too. His pocket awareness. You know, he he did, that, he did that spin that he you know he's been he's been drifting and doing that spin since he was at Pitt. But you know, this isn't the ACC anymore. So he spinned out, uh, got sacked, injured his knee. Uh, you know, he might be out this week, but, you know, it's not a major injury. It's a, a bone bruise in his knee. So, uh, you know, might be out this Talk week. Talk about luck right there. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, so what do you guys think about this pick and pocket awareness? Because this, this is a very concerning thing, I think, of his – it's a bad habit. He's been having it since he was at – when he was at Pitt. Um, you first. No, you yeah, first. Just, oh, yeah, I'm going. Uh, it's just the fact that – I just don't think he's that good. I'm sorry. His pocket awareness, it, it was shaky at Pitt until the last year. It was shaky. It was shaky. Now, I, I'm thinking, I'm thinking I, I would consider picking up a quarterback in the draft, drafting one. I would seriously get, maybe not round one. But if you could, if you could find one in the third round, you can steal that, then not steal it. There's there's a lot of things that this team needs in, in terms of it, and it, it a stopgap quarterback would be great right now, even if it ends up being picking himself because all the all the things that we were hoping that were going that was going to get better for him. 
it, it seemed like he was more than willing to take a hit, and I think in a way he is. But it doesn't help that this offensive line has just been uh, underwhelming. I think this is the most yeah. disappointing part of the Steelers because we they actually did what they were supposed to do. They put money into it, and it's still not working. Yeah. And they, they played well at the end of last year. It's, you know, definitely the most disappointing part of this season so far. The offensive line's play is just – has been horrendous. Their pass blocking, you know, even even the run blocking, they're missing assignments. Um, I just, you know, I, I just don't see. You know, as you mentioned, Brian, I, I wanted to get that point too. I don't like what, seventeen games in. I don't think Kenny Pickett's the future either. I mean, my, the, the last part is like maybe if he gets a coordinator that helps him out more, maybe. But he's basically like Mitch, Mitch Trubisky. Like I said, like. Uh, you know, since he was dealing with a bone bruise, you know, I was like, Trubisky's probably the better option to, to go against this Ravens defense this week. And a whole bunch of people on Twitter, you mentioned that he had three interceptions against them last year, which, you know, yeah, I don't expect Trubisky to light it up. But, I mean, the difference of Kenny Pickett and Mitch Trubisky, especially the way Pickett's played this year, which is actually worse than last year, I, I don't think it's that much of a difference. What, what do you guys think? Yeah, you're right. I think the quarterback that should be starting – I'm sorry to cut over you, Brandon, but – I think low-key, the, the best quarterback for this offense is Mason Rudolph. Yeah, It really it really is. And and you just need a guy that's out there. Sometimes you just need a guy that's just going to go out there and have no conscience. And at this point, I, I would trust Mason Rudolph to literally go, you know what? The, the situation's already foobar for me. They're lucky that he's even even a remote option in the quarterback room this year for it. Because if I were him, I would have hit hit the next town. <laughs> but they, they should be thanking their lucky stars. And frankly, at the first sign of trouble with Trubisky, he goes in for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah was... this is this is this quarterback situation is bad. And what's going on with Tomlin? Tomlin. Saying he likes to BS and lie to the media. Number two, they weren't physical enough. This seems like they was getting pushed around all week. I mean, they got pushed around on Sunday. It's been going on for years. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna put pads on this week, which uh, you know, he talked about after the game, after the loss. He's like, you know, hell yeah, we 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 have to uh, make changes and everything. And the big change was uh. Wearing pads during like I don't know how much that's gonna do. I mean, these are and like, here's the funny thing. You know, he talked about pad level. You go, go ahead. They'll beat Baltimore this week because that's what the Steelers do. Yeah, game. This is the perfect game for them to quote unquote get it together. I, I, I mean, really, when I take a look, when I take a look at the Steelers, I think. I think of Baltimore always being a remedy. They, they've had success against Lamar Jackson, but I think it's a different Baltimore team with their new offensive coordinator, Todd Bucking, and just the way that they think now. It's a little bit different. And I, I, just, I just see a bunch of things with it where this could, be, this could be a mirage. But even if the Steelers go out there and beat Baltimore, I'm never going to feel comfortable anymore. I no longer, I no longer trust the direction of things we're going with there. There was always a level of it, but I feel, I feel now it's just that things felt different for me 
this time. And, and it's the first time where I sit there and go, I don't trust. I don't trust that even if they come out or with victory, that everything's going to be okay for this team. Yeah, you know, they have the bye after this, uh, you know, after the Ravens game. Then they play the Rams, who have looked a lot better than what a lot of people expected. And, you know, the Jaguars, who have started slow, but, you know, they're, you know, coming together. And they're the favorites in the AFC South. So, I don't know, like, you know, you know tough tough couple games coming up here. But, uh, I don't know, the last two years at this time, the Steelers, you know, they, they started the season one and three both seasons. Or the, uh, one and four, too, last year. Um I thought they were going to have a losing season for the first time. And, you know, Tomlin, you know, put it together. I mean, the one season they had been, you know, which is a huge difference maker. And then last year they just – they played a lot of bad teams. And I think they played it safe with Kenny Pickett where they're running the ball, you know, effectively right. and stuff. But I don't I don't know. Do you think this is the year where the, you know, the, the rails come off? Or you think Tom's going to, you know, another 9-8 season where it's kind of like the Steelers are, like, stuck in this, like, midi- mediocre, you know – uh, situation where they can't really get out of. Do you think this might be the year where it finally be a like a losing season? I'd say no. And so, because if they didn't do it last year, they ain't doing it. It ain't happening. I thought it was gonna happen last year. <laughs> but uh, until, nine until... and eight, they're gonna have a negative point differential again, and that's how it's gonna be. And they're gonna be stuck. Play middle, draft middle. You're just mid. <laughs> You're the definition of mid. I just don't think this team has enough has enough creativity to to try to find it. It's no longer. I mean, with Omar Khan, like who knows? This is his first year to hold, but the things that he chose, it feels like he had good ideas. It's just that nothing's worked out. And the, the Steelers, they play this game in which in which if you if you draft it in the middle, I'm not going to steal you. I don't think they have anything mid. I just think that everything that goes into the execution and who they have around it makes it mid. You can draft and you can draft and always have a reload situation. That's what they did for years. That's what they did whenever it was the most mediocre mediocre period of Steelers football and you think in between that time after the Super Bowl loss to Green Bay before the rise of the killer bees that team was able to do that rolling rebuild but it was a different league and, and plus you still had a hall of fame quarterback yeah you all you had a hall of fame quarterback you even had a hall of fame defensive coordinator and you had a guy in and Haley that knew how to scheme an offense. He took he took a offense in Arizona that was at the cusp of what the league was going to become. He was ahead of his time. They had a, they had people ahead of their time, and at least when you came down to it with the defense, you knew that there was always going to be something there. There's no safety nets for this team anymore. The 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 margin of error, the days of okay, you can afford to be lackadaisical in the first half, and then suddenly here comes your Hall of Famer going out there to just pump life into this team. They're, they're, ben Roethlisberger is not running through that door. Antonio Brown is not stealing tweets and running through that door. 
<laughs> so so Le'Veon Bell is not running through that door. I can I can run right up and down the list. None of those guys are running through that door to save the day. So it's up for brains to come together in that room and brain cells to multiply from one and somehow find its way to like 50 or something like that. Yep. Yeah. I laughed so hard when Antonio Brown stole that tweet from Warren Sharp on Sunday. <laughs> you know, he's been doing that a lot lately. <laughs> Like, he's still got TJ Watt, so he's your, I guess he's your new Ben. Pretty much, let's yeah. bail people out. Let's bail put the, this put, team out put by the team on his back. Yeah. That's basically what he's been doing. They got a defensive Ben, and, and honestly, if you're, and honestly, if your guy that you call on to is defense, as much as I like TJ Watt, this league has enough brains in it where they'll figure out a way around that. Yeah, you can't well, figure out your way too. around. Yeah, but you can't figure out your way around a quarterback. Eventually, eventually, it's a quarterback league. Gravity's going to come up. <laughs> it's a lot different when you're when you're trying to get it on your defense. Yeah, the corner, like you mentioned, Brian, the cornerback play. Oh, no, you mentioned the linebackers, but I, you know, I mentioned the cornerbacks earlier, but that was our biggest concern in the coming the, in, the coming of the season was the inside linebackers and the cornerbacks. I think they were banking on Peterson to be a lot better than what he's been. Uh, they got to put Porter in there, and Levi Wallace just hasn't been good either. So cornerbacks, yeah. even if Porter starts, you know, the, the cornerback is still an issue on the other side. Like Cam Sutton was a big loss, like I think bigger than what some people might have thought. Yeah, uh, you know the, the Terrell Edmonds too. Like uh, with Demonte Casey, really hasn't shown anything. Uh, at yeah, they, yeah, they lost. What? Like I said, why? Why aren't they trying out Mike Robinson? Yeah, they they definitely need something because they just it just it's High Smith, Watt pretty much. They basically won that game against Cleveland, and the Raiders are a mess. I, we said that on the podcast last week. That's why I was like, I wasn't really buying into like some people thought, oh, man, oh, here we go. The Steelers are good. Well, I did think they were going to beat the Texans, but some people thought, oh, like, you know, here we go. Kenny Pickett's going to turn around. Pickett's played awful this year. I mean, like, like we mentioned, like, he could have got picked off by Peters, Marcus Peters in, in that game against yeah. the Raiders. Like, he's had a couple of good, you know, nice long touchdown throws, you know, what have you. But I mean, this, like, he's, he looks completely different than last year and like all this talk about oh Kenny Pickett's gonna have a breakout year and uh he just hasn't delivered uh so far this year. I said he was gonna be a good backup at, at the very least and that's <laughs> that's what you're hoping out of him right now because it's it's not even he, he's playing like he should be in the USFL XFL hybrid in about a year. Uh, this is not a good this is not good quarterback play and it and it's got to improve. I, I hope he takes this time to 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 look around and see what this team could be if if he's out because he can he he's got to take a good hard look at himself and the rest of this team and go how can I maximize the most out of this team? Because right now I I don't think anything can be and you feel bad because I, I know that you're saying about we, we have a good example of what how winning can create a toxic player. Losing doesn't help too. 
I mean, look at Chase Claypool up in up in yeah. Chicago. He's about to be out of this league, just straight up, straight up out of this league. And I and he has talent to be something more than that. And, and George Pickens can very much be on that opposite side with it. Though I think at least with losing, it puts a chip on your shoulder to improve. Yeah. Yeah. Here's another stat from Warren Sharp. You'll like this one. Um, uh, uh, you know, our listeners too would like this, but uh, you know, Sharp says that NFL teams score an average of twenty-two point four points since two thousand twenty-one, when Matt Canada was made offense coordinator. If the Steelers' defense allows less than that, you know, twenty-two point four figure, the Steelers are nineteen-three and one, eight per six percent winning percentage. If the Steelers' defense allows more than that. The Steelers are one in fifteen, a six percent winning percentage. It's the worst shift in the NFL. So nineteen three one, when the uh, the opposing offense scores less than twenty two and a half point uh, four points, and then if they score more than that, uh, they're one in fifteen. So that 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 stat right there tells you everything you need to know. Defense got a feast, or else the entire team famines, and that's a sad. And that's sad. You, you haven't seen that balance from from this team. You thought you had that balance at certain points, but it's it's such a it, it's such a tricky way with how it is with this with this franchise. Really, over the past decade and a half, even with the win, even with the wins, wins coming in there in the Super Bowl and all that stuff, that you you just knew that. We're out there not. Sometimes the offense wasn't good enough and the defense had to go save the day, but at least you had young talent, young Hall of Fame talent that could that eventually could make something happen. And then whenever it got older, it, it shifted over in which the offense was gangbusters, but the defense couldn't stop a cold. Yeah. And you know, this, this Matt Cannon is the worst offense coordinator for the Steelers that that least, that I've I have least seen because you know, I wasn't around in the late eighties and early nineties when they had some Pretty bad offensive coordinators, but I mean, I'll take Randy Feekner, definitely Todd Haley, Bruce Arians over what we've seen from Matt Canada over the last three seasons. We'll take Michael Malarkey. Yeah, <laughs> Wizard Hunt. Yeah, the, this crazy is just, thing is, I think those guys could probably, I think those guys probably could at least scheme an offense in 2023 a little better than this. Yeah, I mean, like the scripted plays, the situational uh, play calling. It's just no, nothing that's Canada's done, like the jet sweep and the – like like they Mike Tomlin wanted him to run what he ran at Pitt in 2016 when they were one of the top offenses in the country. You know, a bunch of shifts, motions. It, the mo- They don't even – they're not even one of the top – like they're in like the middle, I think, in the league of when it comes to motions. Like like they're not – like the Dolphins are like way above the, the rest of the league when it comes to motions. Like – I just I think it was bit, the biggest mistake of Thomas' career was hiring Ken in the first place, and then uh, maybe the bigger mistake is just keeping him around. Yeah, I, I I think I think last year I, I could be fine with the two years, but this this year he should not have been the offensive coordinator with it. It should have been, it should have been someone from the, the a million and 10 disciples of, of Shanahan somewhere. And, and the crazy thing is, if you remember, Canada was looked at as potentially the offensive coordinator of the dolphins. Think about that. 
think about that for a moment <laughs> and how how the Dolphins have transformed under McDaniel. Watch, they're probably going to hire someone from Miami after this. Hopefully, if that that would be my my thing. But yeah, how's Washington? Don't ask me who. Because Bianami. Bianami could have been the coordinator for the Steelers. You know, yeah. he was he was available. And hasn't Washington been doing pretty good on offense? I yeah. Don't every game. Yeah. Sam Howell. Yeah. Sam Howell's done pretty pretty well with it. it it's Got just that when it when it come when it comes down to it, uh, Riverboat Ron didn't gamble. That's why they lost to the Eagles. You uh, again. You hate. You hate. I hate the fact that we try to use a head coach's sayings or nickname against him. Even with that, live in your fears because there's a there. There's being smart and knowing what you have, but in, in the end, I guess you do have to stay true to who you are. And if you lose, you lose. You. I'd rather lose being aggressive. I'll take it a hundred percent. Trying to going out there and winning than just playing not to lose. I guess. Yeah, which the Steelers do too much. If if we're gonna if you're gonna stink, stink <clears throat> trying to win. That that's all I would that's all I would say to to, to anyone in this situation. Uh, I think everyone has tried to be a Madden offensive coordinator somewhere, and in the end, more often times, even whenever I played against humans or computers on all Madden, this is just me saying this. I at least tried to win. Everyone everyone wants to everyone wants to win. You don't want to play play safe anymore. But that's all we have for this podcast as we go over what went absolutely wrong with the Steelers. I mean, next up is the Ravens. So I guess I guess the final prediction, I guess, unless we're trying to get someone out there. I mean, early prediction. What's your guys' thoughts on this game before we wrap uh, up? Yeah, early prediction, I'm going to say the Ravens. They'll, they'll roll. They'll roll pretty good here. I'll say uh, they'll, they'll win twenty six to thirteen. The Steelers always show up for Baltimore. And knowing the Steelers, they're gonna win. Uh, seventeen, fourteen. Oh, uh, defensive game. Yeah. Steals a boy. Anarchy. Uh, anarchy. And I think the best way to do it is have one one touchdown against them. They actually do get into the end zone. I'm I'm gonna say twenty-seven seven. Ravens. Ravens. Yeah, the Ravens, uh, you know, Lamar's been been you know, he's started off a little slow, but he's been he's high high completion percentage uh so far this year and uh I think the the Ravens are like really good, like eighty, like around eighty percent, I think, in the red zone this year. So uh, I just I would worry about the Ravens defense. You know, they still Patrick McK- uh, Patrick Queen and Roquan Smith there in the middle. There, I think that they're gonna they're gonna be a handful for the Steelers. Yeah, we're we're gonna have to see if, what Steelers team shows up. Is it the team that always after these disappointing losses have, play with a chip and? Manage to will themselves to a win, or or is it just too much now? We'll see on on Sunday. 
So, always exciting to see Steelers versus Ravens. That'll be happening this Sunday. And that's all for us. For Chris Ward and Brandon Walker, I'm Tyler Pohl. Thank you for tuning in to the Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. And subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.